Super Wild Card Weekend in the books and left standing some pretty good teams. John Reed, Corey Gunkel joins me in D.C. What's up, Corey? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going okay. Congrats on your team making it through. Big weekend game tonight. The main event, the last day, the last game of Sunday, the last game of the weekend. Saints Bucks, two old geezers. One of them going to the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that one, John. I think, uh, you know, the Saints took care of business. Offense got rolling there in the second half and beat a pretty bad Bears team. And now they get to, they swept the NFC South this year. So the first team to ever do that didn't lose a game. And now they have the opportunity to not only beat the Bucks for a third time, beat Tom Brady for a third time, but do it to get in the NFC Championship. You cannot ask for anything better than that, except for maybe a couple fans. Because it will be depressing to see an empty dome as Drew Brees and Tom Brady battle it out on primetime. But I think it should be a good game. The Bucks look really good over the past five games, despite the fact that they haven't played anybody. And the Saints match up really well with them. So that might be the best game of the weekend, that or Ravens-Bills. Does it worry you that you're 2-0 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that you did sweep the NFC South simply because... If you lose on Sunday, that kind of undoes all of that. It does. Now, I will tell you, statistically, uh, I'm not worried because I think in in the modern era, uh, 21 teams have gone into the playoffs with a 2-0 record over a team that they eventually played in the playoffs. Uh, They won 67% of the time. They won 14 of those 21 games. So um, statistically, the Saints should be fine, especially since that their strengths and weaknesses match up very well with the Bucks. I mean, this is a really bad matchup for Tampa Bay. Uh, but the Saints fan in me, yes, I am terrified because what is more Saints? What would be a better denouement for Drew Brees and the Saints in the modern era than for them to go out losing to Tom Brady? And uh, a team that they not only swept, but in a division that they also swept. That would be extremely Saints. So I am a little worried about that just because it would be the funniest outcome and therefore it probably will happen. Yeah, I've always thought the it's hard to beat a team three times thing is really, really stupid. I would always rather be the team that's won two in a row. So you said it's happened 21 times in the playoffs and basically 14-7. and seven, Yep. The team that's two, up 2-0. Yep. Up 14 and, and seven. Yes, and the last team to do it was the New Orleans Saints. In about three years ago, they swept the Panthers and then beat Cam Newton and the Panthers in the playoffs. So um, the the last team to do it was Sean Payton Saints. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that in regards to the narrative. Uh, I'm more concerned about the interior guard play getting to Drew Brees, as we discussed last week, and just uh, that that Bucks offense. Uh, somehow not being able to be stopped. But like I said, it matches up super well uh, with the Saints. And I do have another stat for you uh, that I think is pretty funny. Um, Mike Evans has not caught a pass uh, against Marshawn Lattimore since December 9, 2018. So I am really looking forward to that matchup. I, I don't think the Bucks can overwhelm the Saints with talent like they do these other uh, you know, worst teams that they you know, started this streak with and have continued this winning streak with. So uh, I think the Saints defense is better. Saints offense will play better. I'm expecting a win. They are my lock of the week at at minus three. But like I said, taking off the normal hat and putting on the homer hat, scary matchup. Saints could lose. I'm preparing for absolute heartbreak. If they do win, they will play the Packers or the Rams. The Rams uh, able to 
Went in Seattle. Mr. Unlimited. Very limited. The Seahawks couldn't do shit. And here we are with the Rams officially announcing that they're their starting quarterback, I guess, John Walford, is going to be out. So they're going to turn to you know, Jared Goff and Blake Bortles as their quarterbacks on Saturday. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. It's always funny when your backup uh, quarterback is the guy that usually starts. Uh, and some people were even rooting for John Walford to start. So, um, I mean, look, they're the best defense in football, first of all. So, you know, who cares about the offensive side of the ball right now? They are the best defense, and they have the best defensive player in Aaron Donald. So... They have a shot. Doesn't matter, especially in the cold. I think their game matches up for that kind of weather better than the Packers does. Um, So they have a shot. It's just going to be what their offense can do. Can they run the ball effectively at least a little bit? And can they stop Aaron Rodgers one more time uh, than they, you know, they they have to? Because defense can win it. It's just going to be up to Jared Goff and the offense. And pretty much everyone thinks the Packers are the best team in the NFC. Pretty much everyone is picking the Packers to win this game. I think the Rams are going to upset them. I think the Saints win, and I think it's going to set up a revenge game in the NFC Championship. Um, and I think this one will be good, and I think you're, this one's going to be the upset. That's spoken like a true Saints fan that's hoping that the Rams can beat the Packers. Yeah, I don't want any part of Aaron Rodgers, especially on the road. So I am just I'm manifesting, as, as the kids say. I want it to come true. Uh, I think it will come true because, like I said, the, the Rams – Number one in DVOA defense. Uh, they are going to get pressure on Rodgers. And Jalen Ramsey is awesome. I mean, he shut down DK Metcalf. And so if he can do something even slightly similar to Devontae, uh, then you start to question, oh, maybe can they get a, a touchdown here or there or a special teams play and get in the game? So that's my hope. And I'm going to go with it because, like you said, I want no part of the Packers in Green Bay for a spot at the title. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. You talked about DK Metcalf. Eh, Devontae Adams is a lot better than DK Metcalf. And at the end of the year, the Packers offense, much better than Seattle's offense. I'm not saying Ramsey can't shut down Devontae Adams, but I do think that he will still have his catches, and I do think that Rodgers will pass the ball around, spread it out. My lock of the weekend is the Packers, minus six and a half. I, I don't think that Rams offense will go up there and be able to keep pace. Like, I, I know that the Rams defense is good, but I still think the Packers find a way to get to 27 points, and I don't think the Rams can get to 20. Yeah, it's a it's a Herculean task. I mean, even though the Packers defense isn't world beaters, um, because um, you're going to have to run the ball, and you're going to have to keep time of possession because Aaron Rodgers is – has every ability to just march down the field and punch it right in your face. So um, I don't know what the weather is going to be. I'm assuming cold as hell because it's no. Nah, it's actually only it's only supposed to be uh, 40 degrees, I believe. Okay, so then hey, uh, that will be fun to watch. Hopefully, it'll stay that way next week. Um, but you know, hey, Cam Akers, Mississippi boy, he's really really good. So I'm not going to count him out. I'm gonna and I am like I said, I just have a feeling. It's kind of the same feeling I had. In that regular season game, Washington football team Steelers, where you started to feel that this might be the decline for the Steelers. I don't think this is the decline for the Packers, but I think that this is a game where they can be beat. They're flying high. They haven't played yet. Um, I am manifesting this into existence, Sean, and basically wishing and hoping that they can have their Vikings playoff moment this weekend. I get it. You talked about them having not played yet. I think that's a good thing for Green Bay. I think they're going to be rested. 
and they're going up against a Rams team that is really, really banged up. Their quarterback has a broken thumb. Their best player has broken ribs. I just think we see this every year. You know, we get to the second round, and the team that won the week before, we kind of overrate and think, and we kind of forget how good the the team that had a bye week is. I think that's what we're doing with the uh, the Packers. Yeah, it probably is. And um, like I said, any sane person would take the Packers here, but I'm going to roll with the best defense in football, baby. And I'm, I'm setting up a rematch. And then in that one, uh, that's when you're going to see the bloodbath. That's when it's going to be 48-17, uh, you know, 38-3, something like that. So next week, John, you will get your bloodbath in the Superdome in front of 3,000 loudest fans in, in existence. But this week is going to be a very good game. Yeah, I mean, what, what do we make of the Seahawks? I mean, just since we're talking about this game, they they got beat by that Rams team. That was uh, a really bad performance. Russell Wilson criticizes his offensive coordinator. They fire him. Pete Carroll says, eh, we got to get back to running the ball effectively. Where do the Seahawks go from here since we're putting a bow on their season? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Because, uh, you know, Russell Wilson was cooking and then he burned everything. And they sucked. And like you said, the defense became the bright spot for them in the second half of the season uh, because the offense was really bad. And they still finished the year sixth in offensive DVOA. They still scored 28 points a game. But it wasn't enough because they were constantly trailing and Russell Wilson looked really bad in the second half and he throws a bunch of interceptions and makes a bunch of aggressive mistakes. Um, I I mean, I guess you, ha- you get... Uh, Penny back off IR, right? And then I don't know where you go from that. Just like try to make a move in the offseason? I don't know because the defense is where I would look because that to me, uh, that's... They traded, their, they traded picks for Jamal Adams, yeah. so they're a little light. Yeah, you don't... So it'll be funny to see. But I blame, I blame them because we could have had a really, really good foursome in the NFC second round, you know, with four Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. I, I can't imagine that's happened too many times in recent memory, right? Where you have four four quarterbacks all with Super Bowl rings in the final four? Yeah, no, I, I can't think of another time, really. Um, I mean, I, I can't imagine that's happened too many times. I mean, Russell Wilson robbed us of that. Now we got we got stuck with Jared Goff and his nine fingers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's better that we got Brady Breeze, I guess, this week, get it out of the way. But it uh, would have been cooler if Wilson would have been there. But either way, on the AFC, it's the opposite uh, in the AFC, it's opposite. You have Patrick Mahomes and then three guys who haven't really proved anything, but three guys from the same draft class that all got their first playoff win last week. Yeah, I, I love that side of the quarterback situation because Baker Mayfield's the oldest guy and he's 25. So, like, it is all new people. Lamar Jackson wins his first playoff game ever. Baker Mayfield wins his first, first playoff game ever. Uh, Josh Allen wins his first playoff game ever, and then you have the reigning Super Bowl champs and the Chiefs. So um, it'll be. I think Ravens Bills is going to be the best game of the weekend. I'm super excited to see um, if the Bills can stop the Ravens running, uh, and if Josh Allen can handle the Ravens pressure. Uh, and I think that's the, those two aspects are going to decide this game. And uh, I'm. I mean, these are two of the most electric quarterbacks in the AFC. Sands Patrick Mahomes. So this is the matchup you want. This is what you want to see. Two young guys going at it to one guy has a chance to really start his legacy here. And I think this game is going to be the most fun of the weekend. And it's the Saturday night game. So it's going to be like the de facto college football playoff primetime game. I'm pumped for it. 
And uh, I have to ask you, who are you leaning in this game? Well, it's funny because I feel like we were kind of giving, and I was as guilty as anybody, but we, we kind of gave La, La, Lamar the LeBron treatment where we're counting his finals records against him without realizing, well, that one year in 07, you know, he kind of took a scrub team to the finals. We probably shouldn't make that a bad thing because we were kind of doing that with Lamar with his playoff record because, like I said, keep in mind, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield just got their first playoff wins, and they were in the same draft class. And one was the number one overall pick, and the other was a you know a top ten or whatever it was. And Lamar's the youngest of the three, and we were kind of making him seem like this big loser that couldn't get it done, kind of punishing him for getting to the playoffs before these other guys. You know, at least twice before any of the other any of the other. That's ones. a fact. But John, you know, Lamar. Sorry, broke my heart. Yep. Go ahead. No, nope, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to hear you. I want to hear you sad. No, Lamar broke my heart. You know, I, I will say I'm not over the moon with, like, the Ravens' offense. They only scored 20 points. Like, I do think there are a, a lot of – if you if you play that game out 50 times, I do say there are a lot of games where the Titans get over 20 points offensively. I don't know what the hell they were doing uh, after the first quarter when it came to their offense, but I think if the Titans score more than 20 points and the Ravens lose and max out – with 20 against the Titans defense, we have a different conversation about Lamar and about that Ravens offense. But there were a couple of just draw-dropping plays, including the 50-yard touchdown on third down, uh, you know, at the end of the first half, where you just kind of remember how good Lamar is. He's the best athlete. And the Ravens defense played well. But I don't think the Ravens defense is going to have a lot of success blitzing Josh Allen. That's the key. I think this is a game where the Bills minus two is by far the play. I think the Bills got the jitters out. I think that Colts team was really good. I think that Colts team really underachieved. The Bills probably should have lost that game. They didn't. And now I think they're just going to roll Baltimore and, you know, kind of do what they've done offensively against a really, really good defense. And I think the Bills just outpaced the Ravens. And I don't think the Ravens will be able to keep up. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You're going to need more Lamar electricity like we saw in that just insane run. Um, in that first half. I mean, that that's what you're going to have to have because they don't really even throw the ball. They're like a run-run option offense. but And they did throw the ball better against the Titans, and what, that's why the RPO worked a little bit. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really hard to stop Josh Allen. He's had an MVP-type season, and he's continued it. And the Bills' offense is just a wrecking ball right now, and they look really good. And um, it's going to take, you know, turnovers and blitzing him and and interrupting him, much like, you know, uh, it is with Tom Brady, as we've talked about, to make make a dent in him. And I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I do think the Bills win this game as well. I think it's going to be close, though. I think the Ravens are going to put together a pretty good performance here. And and it's going to be a good battle. But at the end of the day... um, seeing both of these teams in action last week and then throughout the season, it's hard for me right now to pick against the Bills. They're kind of becoming the sexy pick to come out of the AFC right now, I feel like. Well, yeah, they have been for the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks. But, you know, I think that takes me, you know, the Kansas City game. I do think that we all might be reminded just how good they are. You know, the the, the, the thought has been they'll flip the switch. It's playoff time. It's time to go. You have Sandy Watkins talking about how the Browns aren't real competition. Kareem Hunt, former chief, you know he's pumped up for this game, and he's saying, okay, we'll find out, much like you know the Steelers thought. I, I don't know what to make of Kansas City. I keep thinking they're going to flip the switch. I keep saying I'm not going to pick them to lose until they lose. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they won by 30 points, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. That's where I'm at right now as we get set for their game. Same here. I feel the exact same way. And the thing is, the Browns probably have the best overall rushing attack in the NFL. I don't know how the Chiefs are going to be able to stop that. Now, of course, they're going to counter because that offense is unreal, and it's you know one of the best units in football. So, yeah, they're going to get their points. We all know that. The Browns can't stop the Chiefs, but can the Chiefs stop the Browns? Baker Mayfield's playing great. They're the best rushing attack in the NFL. Um, it's a revenge game for Hunt, but you know, like you said, uh, albeit under different circumstances from than usual in that case. Uh, and it's it's one of those where like, yeah, the Chiefs should win this game. It's the highest spread of any game by far. I mean, they're double digit favorites in the divisional round. I mean, that's how dominant they've been the past two years. Uh, yet it would not surprise me at all if the Browns, you know, they, this is the Browns pull Raiders. And just beat the Chiefs. It would not surprise me at all. It's one to watch. But because we've said that, um, I'm sure the Chiefs will win by 40 now. uh, Just to shove our faces in it. But I don't think they can stop the Browns running the ball. And anything... Well, the the Browns right now feel like the Titans of last year. I just don't know if this is the Chiefs game or the Ravens game. Where they went to the second round, 10 point underdogs, and had their way against, you know, MVP and the team everyone thought was going to win the AFC or if it'll be at the Kansas city game where you came in with that rushing attack and it didn't matter because the chiefs just can't be stopped because the chiefs should be ready for a game plan. Like Cleveland's game plan is going to be pretty similar to what Tennessee's was last year with the play action and running and, and taking those shots. And, you know, the chiefs were able to get a lead and then, you know, make you play from behind. And once they take the lead, especially an arrowhead, like it's gotta be hard to get it back from them. But the Browns blueprint blueprint would be you know what the Colts and Texans did to Kansas City last year where they just grind the clock run the ball and try to make first downs and you know just keep keep the ball out of Kansas City's hands when you can run like Cleveland can that has to be your plan and then take your shots when you have them and hope that Miles Garrett can make one big play on Patrick Mahomes that's that's the blueprint that's the blueprint and the Browns have a nasty D-line and that's a good thing and like you said, the, when you're playing a team that can score at will, pretty much, uh, keeping it away from them is paramount. It's not rocket science. It's pretty easy, and the Browns can do that. And if the Chiefs game plan, look, I've seen Tony Spagnola uh, or Steve Spagnola, whatever his, whatever his name is. I forget the Chiefs defensive coordinator name who used to be with the Saints. I mean, yeah, that guy could lose a playoff game to the Browns. Of course he could. Uh, because they, he could get too exotic, and then they, they say, okay, uh, we'll, we'll make Baker Mayfield beat us, and then he does because he's playing well. And they just try to stack the box, and he hits a couple throws, and Miles Garrett gets a fumble recovery from Mahomes, and they go out and they win, 28-24 or something. Like, that's not impossible. Um, and, and it's going to be similar to kind of what Washington tried to do to the Bucks last week. And it didn't work out, but they're better, you know. So I think it's possible. Will it happen? Probably not because the Chiefs – you know, or everyone's picked to win it, and they're by far the best team on that side, but also probably in football too. So what do you do? I don't know. Would you take? I mean, I look at that 10-point spread, and I, I got stars in my eyes because I want to take it. What do you think? Am I stupid? Uh, there's, usually, uh, there's always some blowouts in the divisional round. I think if you'd go back and look, the, the divisional round will produce some blowouts. Right. Well, that's going to be Saints-Bucks, though. Teams are rested. Teams are ready to go. I mean, the the Browns played good against Pittsburgh, but let's not overreact. They beat a team that had been free falling for two months, and they almost blew a you know a thirty point lead. Yeah, no, totally agree. 
I think Kansas City, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they won by 24 points. Yeah, no. I, Keep in mind, I mean, this team has a different gear. Like, whether or not they still have it this year – Keep in mind, last year they fell behind twenty-four nothing to Houston, and then beat them fifty-one to thirty-one. I have no, I have no interest in backing Baker Mayfield on the road. I get it; like these road games are easier this year because no fans, or at least no you know packed stadium. But no, that that that's a situation where Kansas City jumps out early, and then you realize, oh wait, I've backed Baker Mayfield. This is a big mistake. So. If you want to take it, go for it. I'm not advocating for taking the Chiefs. I'm not advocating for taking the Browns. If anything, I would take the over just because in case Kansas City does have that gear. But uh, staying away from this game. I would hammer the over as well. I'm going to take the Browns plus 10 because I believe, and I'm a part of Believeland. But uh, you're totally right, and I am. I have 100% flipped. Now, mind you, the first, I don't know if you remember this, the first ever podcast we recorded I said, get the Browns the hell off my TV until they win a meaningful game and just rip them um, in week one. And now I'm acting like they can beat the defending Super Bowl champions after one playoff win over uh, a Steelers team that was god-awful coming into it. So I've just completely turned around. I have just completely changed my take in the span of one season. I don't know why. I think I just want close games, and I know that, um, like you said, there is always a blowout. I'm hoping it's my team doing the blowing out and not getting blown out. So I'm trying to find upsets other places, both for personal reasons in the NFC and because I want to see upsets in the AFC because I think it'd be funny if somebody other than the Chiefs represented the AFC in the Super Bowl and give the Saints a better shot if they can stick around. So I I don't know anything. I'm an idiot, and I have just completely changed my opinion here, but I am going to advocate taking the Browns plus 10. Listen to me. Uh, you will not lose. If you do bet on the Browns and lose, please screenshot and tag Corey and he'll refund you. <laughs> yes, up to $5. Um, we'll be sending out refunds and um, those will process in 60 to 90 months. So we'll get around to it. But yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, speaking of blowouts, if it's not Browns Chiefs, is there a game you think, I mean, I guess Packers Rams has the biggest opportunity to be a blowout. Is there going to be like a sneaky close game that you're excited about? Give me some... Give me some inside scoop here to your thinking. You're on the couch this weekend. I mean, I think I think Buffalo-Baltimore is going to be great. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple. I mean, to me, there's a couple of these games, especially the, uh, you know, the ones we just talked about with the uh, the Packers and the um, uh, Chiefs, that I think that if the home team jumps out early, rested, at home, that I don't think either banged up Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield in his, you know, play-action-driven offense – is going to be able to come back. So I think that would be my most likely scenarios. I know the Saints have beat the hell out of the Bucks twice, but I do think Tampa's offense has gotten better. You know, uh, Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans, that's a big matchup. But I, I do have a strange suspicion that this is the Antonio Brown and Gronk game, that like those two guys, this is what Tom Brady brought them in for. I think if he's going down, he's going to go down with those two of the guys he trusts. Mike Evans can get kind of taken out of this offense, and I think that they'll be fine with Gronk and A.B. That, that's just how I felt about that game all week. I'm not picking the Bucks, but I do think that one's going to be close. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, take a Jared Goff with a busted-up thumb, fresh off of surgery, in Lambeau Field. Seems like a, an exercise that you might be regretting at halftime <laughs> if the Packers are up 24-6. to Oh, yeah, which and they should be. I mean, let's be honest, they should be. Uh, and so yeah, you're right. I mean, that game could get out of hand very quickly. I think that one has the biggest potential. 
uh, to get out of hand early, even more so than Chiefs Browns. But I think you're right that um, this it like Gronk and AB. This is why you bring them in. You hit the nail on the head. The difference between other teams and the Saints is that the Saints have players on defense who can still hang with those guys. Like if you if you have a even a mediocre defense, you're gonna have your fourth corner or third corner trailing uh, Chris Godwin. You know, or like you have like a safety on Gronk that is just completely overmatched. You can't do it. Well, you know, the Saints can put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on Chris Godwin. The Saints can put Malcolm Jenkins on Gronk. The Saints can cover the linebacker. Demario Davis can cover uh, in the flat. Like they have the, the, the horses on their side of the ball too to where Tampa Bay just can't overwhelm you with their offensive talent, which is what they were able to do with these lesser Teams like the Vikings, like the Jets, like the Giants, even though they almost lost that game. Like, um, so I, I I like the matchup. Like I said, from a neutral standpoint, the Saints to me should win this game. Uh, you know, and, and cover. We get it. We get it. We get it. You like the Saints. So that's all I'm saying is, I, and when it comes down well, to it, my thought, my thought is that the Packers are clearly the best team in the NFC. And that they should uh, easily go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's the thing is like, if you really look at these games, it's like, oh, wow. The first time I glance at the schedule, I'm like, oh, duh, this is going to be so nice. Oh, my God. There's potential here for some awesome action. And then we start talking about it. And I look down and I'm like, oh, these could all be pretty crappy games. Honestly. I would be surprised if Buffalo Baltimore was bad just because those teams are just they seem pretty even. Like I know I said I expect Buffalo to win and be able to score, but I'd be surprised if Buffalo blew them out or vice versa. But yeah, the other three, like if you told me they were all got out of hand, I would say yeah, that checks out. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not picking it, but it wouldn't surprise me. And you know, I just when it comes to the Packers, I'm, I guess I'm rooting for Rodgers. He got his replacement. They, they they drafted his replacement. He came in in God mode. And, you know, this is his last chance to – this is his last best chance. He, he might get back, you know, to this round again. But I don't know if he'll ever be the one seed in the NFC again. I don't know if he'll ever have as good of a chance to get ring number two. And I think he knows that. So I'm expecting him to be the uh, the story coming out of the weekend, just how well he played and the Packers just rolling the Rams. Well, he has just been phenomenal. Packer, they're, they're my pick right now yeah, to win yeah, it Yeah, he's been phenomenal, and it's, it's pretty hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's the best quarterback – uh, remaining on you know the NFC side and is in competition to be the best one, including Patrick Mahomes. So he's the only one that's at that tier uh, that's remaining in the playoffs. So uh, dear God, don't let me down, Aaron Rodgers. After I just, I mean, you put a lot on about him. how great you are. You put a lot on him. I put I, uh, I talked about how great he is, how great the Packers are. That they're going to blow out the Rams. Don't let me down, Aaron. Real quick on the way out, thoughts on Urban Meyer to Jacksonville? Oh, I think it's. It's set up perfectly for him because you have Trevor Lawrence, a ton of cap space, uh, and some nice picks. And zero expectations, really, because you're in a division with the Titans team that's really good, Houston's rebuilding, and the Colts were underrated this year, as you mentioned, and and pretty good. So they'll be quarterback shopping, but I mean, you're in a great position. So I think think he has a chance to be successful, but um, I tweeted this, but I'm very excited for if it doesn't work out, to see him eating a stale piece of cod in Wembley Stadium after they've lost 28-6 to the Dolphins in London. Uh, I I mean, it could go very badly, and that could be very funny for Twitter and just for laughs. So I think it's a good hire, but it could come crashing down very badly. Yeah, I I thought he might take the Chargers job instead because of Herbert and that roster's more built to win. 
But between Florida being so much cheaper, the fact he could probably, well, I say cheaper, I mean income tax in the state versus L.A., compared to the roster control he's probably getting, the free agency, and I think you hit that nail on the head, the expectations being so much lower. It makes a lot of sense. I welcome Urban to the division, the AFC South. Many are saying are now the it division. I'm not saying it. It's just many people are saying it now that Urban's there, along with the Titans and Colts. And who knows? Um, that's the big news. Titans fans, it looks as if uh, we are going to have a defensive coordinator. We might have a defensive Woo-hoo! coordinator. We, it looks like we have stolen the uh, def- the senior defensive assistant secondary coach, Terrell Austin, from the Steelers. And Steelers fans are really freaking out over it. So it makes me think it's a great hire. So let's go. We got the defensive coordinator. Nice. Good news. Wish we'd have had one last year. But either way, Corey, anything else on the way out? No. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the weekend. Um, uh, you got to say who that. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you next week, man. See you, Corey. Peace.